0: Okay. This is Hope Punk Podcast. I'm Steph, Horseman, Mama, Maker, and this is Stephen, who suffers from an identity crisis.
1: Ain't it the truth? (laughs) Okay. I believe I was um, suffering with imposter syndrome last time.
0: You were? Do you want me to redo it?
1: No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> my issues change. <laughs> change That's week to week. It's not wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you want me to say the date again? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It's May 27th. Steven is a newly minted 30 year old as of five days ago. My yeah.
1: birthday's 22nd. Today's 27th. So five, five days. Five days, yeah. How's it Three. going? Uh, How's it's, it's not feel my to favorite be? year so far.
0: You're five days in. How's it that yeah. bad?
1: It's not, I mean, <laughs> it could get worse. It could get a lot worse. It could always
0: be worse. Yeah. Gotta enjoy what you got.
1: No, I'm pretty thankful. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, we've been, All we're gonna talk about. We've got.
0: He's full of allergies. Existential dread.
1: It's my handkerchief. Oh, yeah, if I get the. Uh, Steven's got the sniffles. Sniffles at the coughs. That's allergies. I don't have yeah. really gets else. this
0: Yeah, he gets this every year. Yeah. No fever, no coughing. Just the There's sniffles. There's no coughing, but. Oh, well, I haven't heard you cough.
1: Sneezing, dry eyes, misery. Yeah, he looks miserable. It's pretty bad.
0: The depression's not part of it. You have depression all the time.
1: That's not true.
0: That is true. I live with you, I know.
1: Anyway, I'm not depressed, I'm just realistic.
0: No. (laughs) No. Mags is here with us this week.
1: She is. She feels like being awake.
0: She's currently reclined and playing with her little stacky block stand.
1: Stacky block stand.
0: It's very good. It's very descriptive. Well,
1: we've been kind of in a holding pattern for the past however many months, and uh, it just feels like this week has been more of the same, spending our time.
0: still been in a funk, for anyone keeping track.
1: <laughs> I go through fits and starts. I'm not in a funk. I just fall into funky you've places. You've been funky. Yeah. You've been, been a funky. bit
0: funky. Not a bad thing. Just call it like it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's rough because every day is the same, but not quite.
0: It's like Groundhog Day, only there's no Bill Murray or a groundhog.
1: There might be a groundhog with some holes in the yard. That That's sure we might have a groundhog. So I'm sure Achilles will find them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, to get to the point, I don't know what the point is. Uh, I was going to say, what's
0: the point? Where are we going?
1: We don't know what we're doing.
0: No one knows uh, what they're doing.
1: No, but like... There's so much up in the air with work and, you know, I don't know when I'm going back to work, what time, what that will look like. Well,
0: you're still furloughed, but you have a job.
1: I have a job. It's no, not it's like,
0: you know, you were laid off or fired. Like, you have a job to go back to. There's just not work for you to do right now.
1: True. It's, I guess it's, um, uh, I'm wondering, should I be looking for work? Should I just hold tight? I don't know. It's ongoing.
0: Do you really want to put that out there, though? That you're thinking about looking for work.
1: No, I mean I'm not. Think- I'm thinking about do I need to look for work? You know, No, a... oh. well,
0: I mean, I don't know. We've now never I've worked really for two been months now. This situation, so
1: it's, yeah. It's a strange yeah. situation to be in. So it's very disheartening. Yeah, she's very
0: <laughs> she's, baby's just having a great time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the other part of that is. We've discussed maybe possibly having another one. Another child. Yeah. A like, sorry for the mumbling. It's really...
0: He's a mumble mouth.
1: It's character flaw.
0: Well, and this is something that we debated putting in the episode or not, but I told Steven I really wish more people would talk about this, and I'm going to be personal but not too personal and just say we would love to have more children, but
1: <laughs> it's... Yeah.
0: Parenthood is challenging for everyone. It's been challenging for us in the aspect that we don't have childcare help. So, the thought of trying to wrangle two at once with everything that it goes into involving a child in your life going from what we have from one to two is daunting, to say the least. He's gonna readjust our baby. Oh, hi. This is our third attempt to record <laughs> <laughs> Having a baby makes things hard We're persevering
1: It's the name of the game, isn't it? It is the name of the game Perseverance
0: So I'm not sure which cuts of what will make it in here But it is May 27th, 2020 Steven is 30 years old
1: I have been five whole days
0: Five whole days yeah. Since five two two. So, what are you consuming this week?
1: Lots of coffee. Is that <laughs> different
0: from any other week?
1: Uh, not really. Um, I went through a cold brew phase and I thought I was going to stop it. You
0: did go through a cold brew phase. And you tied more. up my French press.
1: Yeah, and I want to make more now. It's really good.
0: It is good. It's a summertime beverage. It
1: is. No.
0: And summer is here in full swing.
1: It, it is. is. Now We had a couple weeks of spring and now we're into full blown summer, and sweaty delicious summer We have
0: fans now. in every room.
1: Multiple in the living room. Two fans.
0: We do, and they're turned off right now, so you don't have to hear the humming.
1: Yeah, no. The noise is pretty bad. grass <laughs> <laughs> is growing, as always. Everything mm-hmm. grows.
0: So. It's good that everything grows, though. It's nice. probably change and progress. Do uh, you want to talk about your perfumes this week? My perfumes? So, Stephen has so, hobbies and interests. One of the latest so ones
1: is <laughs> I listened to a podcast called Nine Percent Invisible, which is about design and things. Yeah. And they have a mini series this recently called Articles of Interest, season second season of it. So she did it. Avery Trufelman's the producer, and she did an, uh, an episode on perfume. And kind of going into history of perfume a little bit, some of the ingredients, how it's made.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, I think it's kind of interesting.
0: And so what did you do with that information? So
1: I found a local perfume shop uh, in Louisville.
0: Yeah.
1: Sells only small batch, like artisanal
0: uh,
1: perfumes. So I ordered ordered a couple samples to try. And
0: Uh
1: uh, we've been, we both have been wearing them most days this week and getting a real kick out of it. It's nice to smell nice.
0: It smells incredible. <laughs> we also this week, in the realm of scents, this is be our scent-themed episode. Uh, we got some native deodorant, which I'm super excited yeah. about.
1: I'm skeptical because it's not antiperspirant. And which
0: I, is bad for you.
1: I know. I've tried it before. I've tried natural, non-antiperspirant deodorant. Yeah. And um, the thing is, I sweat like a hog, especially this time of year.
0: Sweating's not bad for you. It's your body's natural response.
1: No, but it's bad for other people because I mm-hmm. smell bad when I sweat.
0: You're not around other people. True. Right now, except
1: you. And you that's okay. why I got you native deodorant. ass
0: I swear this people. isn't an ad, but I keep hearing about them, which I'm sure they're marking budgets through the roof because i heard about them through multiple sources. But I finally decided to try it because I've been wearing Arm and Hammer, just various versions of the Arm and Hammer. Anti-curse and deodorant for years, and you got me a new scent recently, which I thought smelled really good, and I had an allergic reaction, and it was terrible.
1: Yeah, it was not good. It's uh, It was Old Spice, not Arm & Hammer. Oh. So. Yeah, I've got Arm & Hammer bad. for hunting. It's no scent, but that's...
0: Oh, well, I used to wear Arm & Hammer, but now... Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the last couple years I've switched to Old
1: Spice. But, and that kind of, you know... My on bad. and off, we've had issues with standard products needing something that's more sensitive skin yeah um we had a breakout with detergent a couple of years ago
0: and it like, wasn't a breakout it was a skin reaction yeah i had a I really gnarly skin reaction because no, i, think I, think I was house sitting and they used just normal i don't even remember what brand it was but some type of normal detergent that had like oxy boosters in it and my skin broke out everywhere and it was terrible that's why we switched to free and clear and then we switched from free and clear to Tide because we cloth diaper our baby. And the Tide, regular Tide, nothing else in it, has been working super well. Our clothes feel super clean.
1: So it reminds me of being a kid and the smell of fresh laundry. Yeah. I've had that a while. Just I mean, kind of nostalgic.
0: It, oh, big bad nostalgia. <laughs> but all I have to say, I kept hearing about native deodorant. And finally, when I had this bad reaction to this antipersonal deodorant, I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to try some. I found a discount code from a YouTuber. And Instagram person. My mainly YouTuber I follow Mama Doctor Jones on everything who is great, makes very informational, um, OBGYN pregnancy related videos and content. But she had a code, so I went and tried and ordered it and we got it last night.
1: Yeah, and I have been using mine today. So far so yeah. good. I haven't really done much. It's been too wet to really do any physical work, but
0: I put some of mine on last night after my after work shower and then I got two scents for me and one for you. Both of mine are sensitive skin. The one last night lasted great through the night. And then the one this morning after my after-ride shower, I'm obviously wearing now. And it, I mean, it's been working great.
1: See, I'll see how it does tomorrow after I mow. Yeah. Hopeful. It's another thing we haven't really... It's, well, yesterday it was in the mid-80s. And we don't have the air conditioning on. Which yeah. is nice. It's, uh, so we get pretty We're both outdoor sweaty. people.
0: So having an ice-cold house... I mean, I'm not saying we won't turn it on. At some point, we probably will, but in the early parts of summer, having a nice, cold house just feels weird. <laughs> I've yeah. that a cool house that's breezy, but while the weather's nice, I like to bring as much of it in as we can.
1: Right. We've got fans. We've got ceiling fans.
0: Yeah. And we have a small, very well-built house, though, that we can get cross-breezes very easily.
1: It's nice to have the uh, the smell of the outdoors in here, fresh cut grass. When well, we can hear the
0: birds chirping, and
1: probably on the tape, you know.
0: <laughs> probably, I don't know. It's just very pleasant compared to like being in a frigid.
1: Well, and space. the flip side is when we lived down in Old Bowl, we didn't have the windows open ever because you could <laughs> noise. And you could hear everything
0: and, yeah. and smell everything, and <laughs>
1: there was no cross breeze. It was, it was just no miserable, so we stayed.
0: And we also have lived in a house without air conditioning at all. And that was terrible.
1: Yeah, no, and that wasn't set up like this house. This no, house is at all. very open. There's lots of windows.
0: Yeah, it was so well designed. It was well built.
1: I flows well. Yeah. But yeah,
0: I think that's all of our scent related news for the week. Fashion,
1: clean. Well, that's a little bit of a what we're consuming. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I wanted to say also as far as what I'm consuming, I follow a lot of Instagram people, and we've talked about me like maybe cool. mentioning one a week instead of just being very vague about it. So Mama Doctor Jones is one that I followed. I really like her. And then the other one I've really been vibing with this week is I'm gonna say it wrong, but her handle is fit frugal mom of six. And there's a lot of like underscores in there. And she does posts essentially from what I gather, I think she's a pastor's wife. There's a religious component there, but she does a lot of very practical, like How to feed a family of six on a budget. She's part of the debt-free community, and she also works out every morning, like, by herself. She runs, she does cardio, and she posts story, very, like, straightforward, to-the-point story posts. And I just, I really vibe with that right now. I've moved up my writing time. That's one thing I've done this week, is I've changed my writing time from normally waking up with the baby, 7.30 or 8, tending to her, eating breakfast for a while, Going out to ride at like 10 ish to now I get up at 6 and I'm out the door by like 6.30 on the horse and done and home by 8.
1: Yeah, it's been nice the last couple days to. It's,
0: it's gone really well.
1: You're done by noon, so I'm, I'm free to do whatever I need to do. My horse is happier because
0: we're riding when it's cooler. She's not a big fan of working when it's superhuman. I can't say I don't mind, but I can't say I blame her because she's the one doing most of the work. you a truck. Yeah. But uh, some of that I got from this um, Instagram person, this fit, real mom six. But something else she posted today, or yesterday, I guess, that I saw, was she said one of their goals is to go on a trip. And she posted the stuff they need for the trip, and one of it was eight plane tickets. So it's her and her husband and their six wow. kids. And she didn't put numbers, but I was just thinking. I was like, oh my gosh, can you imagine how expensive... It would be to try to fly with six children. Holy cow.
1: Yeah, no, we've flown just us before, and that was ridiculous.
0: We flew out of the country.
1: Yeah, but even, you know, if we had gone across the country, I think we could drive. It's not cheap. If you want anything that's decent, I mean, I guess you can, like, stand up in the aisle and pay less. Yeah,
0: I was just trying to picture, like, how much. And granted, she's part of the Denver community, so they're saving for it. It's the same... You know, she went into the details of how she was going to save for it and percentages of income. I really respect her, the way she presents things, because it's very straightforward, but it's not, like, brash or crude. It's just like, hey, here's what I'm doing, here's how I'm doing it, and she's detailed, but not too overly personal. I'm not really like that. Okay. So, if you're looking for a good follow, say it's more... It's fitness, but it's approachable fitness. And a lot of recipes but like what she eats not not like her making it okay so but that kind of led me into something else I've been thinking about this week which is like choices like okay. standing behind your choices which also ties into the book that I'm currently reading shocker I actually have something else to contribute to the what are you consuming I'm reading Denny Emerson's book and I feel like I've been talking too long Say something. No, I'm
1: just saying, um, well, a couple of things. You mentioned debt-free community. What is that?
0: So I'm not part of the debt-free com- We are not part of the debt-free community. No,
1: because we have a car payment. But,
0: but the debt-free community is, from what I gather, I don't know that much about it, but a little bit that I've seen, a community on Instagram that goes, they find each other from the hashtag debt-free, and they are followers of um, Dave Ramsey. Oh, okay. So they talk so. about, like, the steps to becoming debt-free. And they hashtag a lot of their stuff.
1: It's like an informal community of people. Who
0: yeah, and they cheer like each other on. fire on Raid or something like that. I don't know how I got started in on that because I've never read Dave Ramsey. I've heard really good things. Um, we're not in debt. I say only debt we have is the car payment, but I think mean, we're paying that down. I've always been really good about aggressively paying that yeah, debt. Yeah, we But I think I found that whole community is kind of like a sidetrack from some of the stay-at-home mom. Instagram people that I like. Alright. But she's one of those.
1: Okay. So are you are reading? What are you reading?
0: It's Denny Emerson's first book. It's. I can't even remember what it's called now. Let me get it. Hang on.
1: Denny Emerson.
0: Okay. Is called How Good Riders Get Good Daily Choices That Lead to Success in Any Equestrian Sport. And you wanted me to talk about who Denny Emerson Just is? Just really
1: quick, who is he for those who don't know, which is probably everybody because I don't know. So,
0: Denny Emerson is a USEA Hall of Fame inductee, and USEA is United States Eventing Association. Okay, so and eventing an, is a type of horse sport.
1: He's an eventing rider, which eventing is like a combination of dressage, 3-D eventing,
0: dressage show jumping and cross country yeah. jumping.
1: And dressage is Pony ballet, for those who don't know. Horse dancing. Horse dancing. Yes. Very nice. Okay. But
0: well, I've been reading this book, and I promise I'll stop talking the whole yeah, time. Fine. But essentially, the whole book, I'm only a couple chapters in, but it's about the choices that you make in your equestrian career start early, and there's no necessarily wrong choices, but you have to realize that the choices that you make in your life outside of your specific writing goals... Do affect your riding goals.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we've <laughs> we've experienced that many times. I mean, how many times have we had to move your horse, or have we moved because of your horse?
0: So many times. Um,
1: opportunities we couldn't pursue because we have a horse. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I hesitate to take any kind of ownership of her because she is your horse for sure. But I brought
0: her into the marriage, so. She. Yeah. She is a financial obligation. For, she has a lot of positive things, but she is definitely which a financial obligation. To be fair.
1: As far as horses go, she's a very small financial allegation now. Knock on wood. Point, she yeah, has been
0: consistently very budget friendly. Like, whereas, like. She's also a very small quarter horse mare. Right. She's nothing fancy. And I don't compete. That's the big bill. Or where the big bills well, come from.
1: It's funny because you think, anyway, I think most people, when they hear that someone owns a horse, that they're an That's equestrian. Straight.
0: Hoity-toity. Oh, you're, you know... You you, you're got, rich, you have money.
1: And we are definitely, like, on the the lowest end of horse ownership that you can not We are not the
0: lowest end. We're not
1: quite. There are some people out in the country who got, you know, who have, you know, ten mules on three acres of bad hill country. Stuff like that. But as far as, like...
0: I wouldn't say there's low ends and high ends of equestrianism. I would just say that
1: we aren't the kind of people who have, you know, you don't
0: the image of somebody owning a horse immediately being like, "Oh, they must drive a Maserati and they wear expensive clothes." No. Like most people that own horses are not like that. <laughs> no. A horse is a huge financial commitment, any way you do it. And here comes our dog. Here comes the other horse. Yeah, the the house horse. House horse. What do you need, dog? But anyway, this whole book is based on said, making choices that are good for your writing career. But it's like he also said, I'm only a few chapters in. But the first part of the book is talking about like assessing your life circumstances. And there's some stuff you can't change, like your height or your age. But you can definitely adjust your expectations accordingly. But you can work up to things. You can have you can either work in the industry and deal with those challenges, or you can have a job that, fun- quote unquote, funds your riding passion, but he recommends against that because those people, for various reasons, are going to have more challenges in the long run of trying to be a successful rider, whatever success looks, to you, looks like to you, versus someone who doesn't make as much money, but is around horses all the time. It's also, it's not so much like following your passion, which is part of it, but it's more like just practically speaking, if you're around horses all day, every day, you kind of absorb a lot of stuff by osmosis. So, like, I never realized how much I've absorbed through all the different barn jobs that I've had until I go into a new barn or I meet somebody and for whatever reason I need to do something, some type of, like, vet care. Like, I'm not a vet, but, like, wrap a leg or braid a tail or, you know, soak a foot or something, and I just know how to do it. Like, no one sat me down and taught me how to do those things. It's just something that, that I've learned from being around horses all the time over the years. And our baby's waking up. Okay.
1: Pause and come back. Okay. Hey, friends. This is Steven. just reminding you to check us out wherever you get your social media. We're on Facebook at Hope Punk Podcast. We're on Instagram Hope Punk Pod. Steph is on Instagram It's KYHardBoot. Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this.
0: Okay. How Good Riders Get Good by Denny Emerson, who is a famous USEA, or United States Eventing Association, um, trainer, competitor, etc. And the whole book is about lifestyle choices that everyone that wants to ride can make, and makes whether they realize it or not, and how it can affect Or how it does affect their writing career, but how they can take charge of their choices. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just a couple chapters in, but so far he's covered, you know, there are some things you can't affect, like you can't change how tall you are, or how old you are, or whether or not you were born with money. But you can make decisions, such as whether or not you want to work a job and have your writing on the side, which he does not recommend, or... You want to put your heart and soul into your passion and take the less glamorous, less paying jobs, which is its own set of obstacles, but to have the opportunity to become a better writer. So that's what I've been reading. And I just made, you know, put it at the front of my mind thinking about how taking charge of your choices sounds good in theory, and it's something I've always thought that I had, like was doing. And lately, I feel like I've been doing more, but with a lot more intention.
1: You say it, making choices, and that's um, it. kind of ties into the whole idea of you have to be able to have choices to choose.
0: You always have choices.
1: Right, but you have to work within a framework of limitations, right? Like a certain amount.
0: Well, yeah, but I feel like a lot of people feel more limited than they actually are.
1: Yeah, I would say
0: that. I would say, like, I ascribed to that notion for a long time. I just, for a very, very long time, like, up until very recently, I would say, was always of the mindset, like, well, I wasn't born rich, and oh, I wasn't born into a horsey family, and oh, I don't have a sugar daddy. You know, no one's going to pay for me to buy the really nice horse, and the really nice farm, and the truck and trailer, and the trainer, and all that stuff. So, like, I can't be competitive. I can't, you know, I can get okay, I can get good, but I can't get, like, good at what I do. I get what you're saying, yeah. And, like, is it going to take more work and time for me to get good? Yes, because I have a different set of obstacles than someone who has everything handed, them on, handed to them on a silver platter. But I'm not nearly as limited as I thought I was because a lot of that is just, it's of your own creation, I think.
1: Right.
0: You. it's easy, it's easy to say that you're limited it's a lot more challenging to actually be like actually no I'm not like I have a certain framework I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and be a millionaire more than likely which would make a lot of things easier but I can work actively towards making better decisions to help my writing goals come more to fruition rather than just like hoping someday I don't even know what that would even look like And no one does.
1: Right. So you... And expand that out to, you know, not just writing, but life in general. You you feel limited by... Circumstances. Yeah, circumstances. Things that are out of your control. And um, and you are limited, you know, you can't... Whether it's time or money or whatever, there are certain restrictions that everyone has. Yeah. And, yeah, at least my mindset anyway, is that um, how can I utilize what I have access to the best? Do the best you can
0: with what you have, where you are. Exactly. TR. Exactly. One of my all-time favorite quotes. And I refer back to that a lot in my life. There are definitely limitations, but I think, you know, for us, like, I made it a priority for us before we had a family to move somewhere where the school system was the best that we could possibly have. And where we had a safe environment and room for a family to grow that was safe and not cramped and not a subdivision and not a city apartment. And I would say, I made that decision. I don't want to say you just went along with it, but you agreed with me. And, but that was a a priority and it took a lot of choices, (laughs) a lot of choices and a lot of time, but we finally did that. And
1: because we have that, there are other things we don't have. Like we don't have a short commute or I don't anyway. Right. Um, you know, we spend more on rent than yeah. we might otherwise have to. to well,
0: I'm actually, I don't even know if that's true anymore. Well, you know. <laughs> but yeah,
1: <laughs> we spend rent. more than we used to anyway.
0: Oh, for sure, rent's not cheap. But also, like, I think I don't want to talk about rent, but like, I feel very blessed to live where we live.
1: Oh, for and sure, We're it's worth a good it, deal. That's for sure. I guess, yeah, I was like, but, it's uh,
0: more, it's more than worth it to me.
1: I'm just trying to tell you, you know, like, there are things we don't have or couldn't have because we chose to have everything's trade-offs
0: yeah I, I think when you phrase it like that it just sounds very negative and i don't yeah. see it that way at all and that's not what i'm trying to you're free that. to i'm just you know interpret it uh, your own way but like to me it's like it's all a, sister, a series of trade-offs
1: well it's all a question of framing too yeah if you it's how you
0: think about things um
1: it's like so i think about it i'm gonna go off the tangent for a second of course with music um and like I've heard Jack White talk about the White Stripes and their whole thing was to limit the choices they had. The only two people, drums, guitar, vocals. And yeah. later on he got into some other instruments too, but it was very limited in what he would do. And because of that limitation, you can, you have to think of new ways. You have, you to, have to get creative. You have to go around corners and you can't just, you know, it's like a, if you're using a, like right now we're recording with two microphones onto a little computer. If we had a massive studio with 24 tracks and the finest equipment, then... It would some things would be easier, but then it would also you get into decision fatigue, and there's so many choices to make, and you know the important thing is not necessarily is just to do something yeah. with what you've got.
0: I say I would think at least from my point of view, it's healthier sometimes when you're starting out a new project or a new endeavor to limit yourself because a it forces you to be creative, like we talked about, but b it also doesn't overwhelm you. Exactly. So, like, I would say, like an example from this past week in my own life, for a long time, I have wanted to gallop racehorses. It's not that I want to do that professionally. I don't really, I mean, as of today, I don't want to pursue that as a career, but I've done a lot of different styles of riding, and I've learned something from all of them. And that's one thing I've never done, and I've just always wanted to do it. And for a long time, I was limited because I knew there was a weight limit, and I got really, really fit. About a year and a half, well, two years ago, a year and a half to two years ago, and right at the point when I was fit enough that I felt comfortable, like okay, I'm gonna start reaching out to some people. I'm gonna look more into this because I had a friend that had done it, and I knew, I knew a trainer pretty well. Um, we decided to start our family, and that obviously was more important to me, and that was a decision that we made. But it's been a long road back to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) regaining you know core strength building up my endurance you know getting back to a point or starting to get back to a point where I'm like you know what I'm fit enough to ride again so I've been riding almost every day for the past two weeks and like actually riding out and like building up my strength and building up my endurance and it's good for my horse Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but like it's also good for me and this past week because that's something I wanted to do I started to put out some feelers, and I've talked to a couple of people, and now I have a basic idea of a path that might lead somewhere with that. And that's really exciting. But it's not like I'm going all in, head first, hogwash, like, I want to gallop racehorses, and I'm going to go to every track that I can get to, and I'm going to talk to everybody, and I'm going to do all these things. I'm just kind of slowly taking it, step by step, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, and limiting myself so I don't get overwhelmed because I know that's what I tend to do. Yeah. But I'm also making an intentional choice with what I'm doing every day because it's important to me.
1: Right. Um, I'm trying to think of how to word this. because Really, it's something I've read before about how uh, what's important is what you pay attention to. And so where you direct your attention, where you direct your focus, is going to be, I don't know, this doesn't
0: make any sense. No, I've heard but. something similar. It's like, um, I can't even remember the
1: exact it's a quote now. wide topic. But.
0: but it's similar to like, you're going to grow grass where you sow the seed type thing. Yeah, exactly. That's not what I heard, but that's the basic yeah, that's sentiment. Good, like.
1: It's a good stuffism for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. But like. I don't like that I say like and just and very all the time. So I'm trying to cut out a lot of that.
1: Eh. Sit break. Sit break, yeah. drinking our Kentucky mules here.
0: even uh, had the forethought to get the ingredients to make mules yeah. for my night off, and I'm very, very blessed. Same. You're blessed because you thought of it?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Hashtag blessed.
1: <laughs> With well, three S's. To, you know such a wide topic because there's always limitations. You know, you talk about getting the ingredients and, um, you know, we don't have unlimited resources. So every time I go to the grocery, you've got to, I've got to weigh, you know, what we need versus what we want. Yeah. We'd like to do, you know, quality versus quantity and certain things. But
0: I also would say, like, for a large part of our time together, we've had a fairly limited budget. Yeah. And that's kind of grown and morphed and shifted over the years, what that looks like. Practically speaking. But I would say, like, we're at a point now where you tend to make quite a lot do with a little, I would think. But we also make everything we eat at home now. Yeah.
1: Well, and I mean, it took a, while learning a lot learning online. You know, And I've, a lot
0: of misfiring. Yeah. I've on both of parts. A lot of ingredients. Um, yeah.
1: But just learning to cook and doing that, you know, you can... If you had all of the spices... And yep. all the ingredients. You could make anything. And then you're kind of, what am I going to make? you are um, limited to? You know? Yeah. Well, this week it's beef. You know, or not beef, but it's pork roast or chicken thighs. I can only get one. Which one am I going to get? Okay. And then what do I have on hand, seasoning-wise, to make with it? And sides yeah. and things like that. So it's...
0: Well, I would say, like, from my perspective, I think it's really going back to the horses because that's how I relate to everything. But, like, it always made me have a little bit of, like, grit in my stomach because I was always, I hate that I have to put it like this, but it's the only makes sense. I was always the poorest kid in the barn. I was always the one without a horse. Or when I had a horse, I was the one with the cheapest tack, the giveaway, the hand-me-downs. And, like, when I was younger, I never got embarrassed about it, but I was very aware of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I would no, come into sure, an arena and, like, make excuses, and people I barely knew would be like, what are you, like, it's fine, like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, you look well suited to your horse, you seem to get along well, and I'm like, oh, you know, I have the hand-me-down breeches, and my saddle was a gift, but it's really old, and, you know, I still ride in a Steuben that is probably <laughs> older than me, but it fits my okay. horse, as well as that can. It's too, quote unquote, too small for me because it's probably a pony saddle, but it fits her and we get along well in it. I, I still could. use a bunch of saddle pads I bought for $10 from a really good friend of mine who knew my resources were limited, but that I needed more than one saddle pad. You know, I could tell you a hundred stories like that, but I was very aware of it. And as I've gotten older, I'm it, so appreciative of that because it made me get creative with like places I kept my horse, work situations. How I learned to do things. I learned so many skills from having to work at Barnes to pay my board bill or to pay for feed or to like. I Man, I never earned my own lessons, but like.
1: No, to but work you had for, to work off. Board. Yeah, yeah,
0: board and trainers and all this stuff, and it has so helped me in my professional life because I was limited. If I had grown up with the silver spoon in my mouth, I wouldn't. I we wouldn't be able to to keep my horse where we do. Right. I wouldn't be able to keep her on the same property and take care of her every day because I wouldn't know the front from the back.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm serious. It would cost me more money now because I would have to keep her somewhere and pay to do it, or I could do it myself and do it very poorly. And she yeah, wouldn't look...
1: spend all that time and all that, yeah.
0: Nearly effort. as good as she does.
1: For sure. I can relate somewhat just because musical stuff.
0: Because they talk um, about your instruments. Yeah, well, I think I think that's something that a lot of people don't
1: realize. When I first was getting an electric guitar, uh, I was 13... I want a Stratocaster. It's the one that Hendrix plays, and it's um, you know.
0: Yeah, is that strat. a nice brand?
1: It's it's pretty good. Yeah, that's okay. like everybody's got a Strat. You know, it's not in the high end, but it's definitely it's like three, three to five hundred dollars for a guitar. Is that a lot? Not, I know nothing about it. I'm not sure. to other people, to me, it's a lot, but it's not a lot.
0: Okay, but like in the grand scheme of guitars, is that no. expensive? Okay.
1: No, you can spend. You know, Les Paul is like two grand.
0: Okay. So it's not, it's definitely not the cheapest, but it's not like the creme de la creme. No, but it's a name brand. Yeah, F- it's a Fender brand. is a name okay, brand. Okay,
1: go on. Um, so I was just starting out, and this guy at um, Stahlberg String Instruments and Mutual said, here, why don't you try this out? It's like a strap, but it's a lot cheaper, and if he's into it, you know, in a couple of years, he can get something nice, and that's what can I have now. And he you? Yeah.
0: Because you went in when you were how old? 13 with my parents. Okay, you get, you there you dark. go.
1: And it was... Uh, so it's an Ariana brand. And it's a Strat rip-off. It looks like a Stratocaster. It sounds pretty much like a Strat. And it, um, but I still have it. I still use it. I never bought a Strat. And at this point, I'm like, why would I want to, you know, I'm buying the name. Um, so I tell all the instruments I have, except for the Yamaha acoustic that you've got. That, that was my grandfather's. Yeah. That was
0: given to me after he died. Well, I asked for it. My grandma was very gracious and gave it to me when I thought I was going to learn guitar.
1: But everything else, I've got a... The body electric guitar. I've got a mandolin, a banjo. A you have a whole guitar. collection, but yeah. you were
0: telling me the other day, like, none of them.
1: They're all cheap. Uh, like the most cheap expensive Chinese made instrument you have, pretty much.
0: Is the. What was it that?
1: The ukulele you got is me. It the ukulele? Yeah. Okay. The ukulele, the ukulele.
0: Which I think I paid $120 for one year for Christmas. Yeah, that's
1: probably the most expensive instrument I've got. Yeah. Maybe my Ibanez bass, but it's not. You know, it's weird. But point being yeah if i had name brand instruments nice quote-unquote instruments they may sound better but i mean i can make them sound all right
0: i think you make them sound damn fine they Sound good
1: for me and um i
0: think you sound great i, like, I wish you played for people more often
1: <laughs> i don't know about that but there's um something to be said for making do with what you have it's like um electric electric guitar players often have effects pedals yeah and a lot of them will have a whole bunch of them to get a certain sound. Right. I have three that I use regularly.
0: Right. And I
1: can get pretty much any sound I'd want out of that. You know, like
0: Yeah. You've learned to use what you have to their if, maximum
1: benefit. You can get more sounds with different toys, but I can also get plenty of different sounds with just the toys I have and mean, a little creative with it. Yeah. Um so it's like recording this podcast. I've got scrap microphones and second hand stands, and then your salvage laptop, you know. Yeah. And it's working out for us. So, something about taking things that aren't the best and making them do. And making it work for what we need. Uh, I find a lot of fulfillment in that.
0: Me too. I think it's interesting to think about it from that perspective. Because it's very like... I don't want to say it's the country way. That's not really what I mean. But it's like the, the traditional way before we got into the modern bent on consumerism. Was very much on, like, making things last and then making do with what you had. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I hear about that. Go on.
1: Use it up, wear it out, make it do, or do without.
0: I love that. Yeah.
1: We should that. have that on our wall somewhere. Oh, we can do that.
0: We should make, like, a print. We should commission someone <laughs> to make a print. Okay. Or if you want to do it.
1: I mean, I'm not a good freehand artist. Or anything we I'm think, not so either. We can, we'll figure it out. We know some people. We
0: do know some people.
1: Or if you're listening to this and you want to make us, yeah, let us know. We'll pay you. We can't afford much, but we'll pay you something.
0: We do commission art from friends. Yeah, we do send you
1: a tag or several pieces. You know, custom song. It sounds terrible. Oh gosh.
0: (laughs) Or I'll do some photography for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever you want.
1: And then if there's where we can make a living off of doing that kind of thing, making do on things. I don't know. I won't cut this out.
0: I don't know. I think you're onto something. I just don't know how that we we could flesh that out. But like, I feel like I've been on that similar vibe recently like that's it's not why I well it's not wholly why I started the Etsy shop and like started actually hand stamping tags and like talking about it and trying to get it out there a little bit but it's part of the reason why mainly because it's a creative outlet it's something I enjoy doing but also like if I could flesh that out into something where I only you know I only have to work part-time to cover my health insurance and then I can make fun money doing something I enjoy doing, that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. If I could eventually figure, or we could eventually figure out some type of system of income streams that dealt from a podcast, an Etsy shop, music, creating things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think
0: we will either, but you never know. Uh, I don't know, just things we can create.
1: And that goes to like, when we... That would be really cool. Back in the long ago, when we were talking about maybe having a farm, and the way to really do it if you're a small farmer is to have multiple income streams from different crops. That's, I mean, so I've told
0: you for years, that's the best way I, I've nice. hustled through my life, is having multiple income streams, even from just jobs. And that's
1: how I like to do I mean, I don't have any marketable skills, so I don't really, you know, I can sell my time and labor, but that's about it. Yeah. But that's, in my mind, that's sustainable. If you can make a little bit of money from a bunch of different things. Yeah. So if one thing goes...
0: No, I agree. Not up shit creek, so... We're not big believers in specialization,
1: I would say. Yeah, there's a... We're we're
0: hardcore generalists. Where's my phone? Like, to the core. I actually don't know where your phone is. Okay.
1: There's a quote from Kurt Vonnegut about specialization.
0: I don't know this one.
1: I'm going to finish this podcast off with this quote. Uh, Okay, we'll find it. Do you have much more you want to talk about?
0: No, I was just going to say, like, I I think that we're on to something. At least the beginning of something. With doing the podcast, with making the tags, with a shipment that's coming in this week of some material (laughs) that, not right away, but will soon be making an appearance on some Instagrams, which may or may not eventually be for sale, will be really cool. And maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but, like, I'm having a lot of fun creating with you and independently and, like, putting stuff out there, and I just want to... I don't know. Keep that going. It's really cool. I don't want to credit our daughter for inspiring me. Not just her, but mainly her and her presence for like being like, you know what? Like you only get one life, and I'd rather try a bunch of things and fail a bunch of times, but have a lot of fun, than to just constantly wonder, well, what if, what if, what yeah. if.
1: Hold off on doing something until you're, you know. You're never gonna I'm be ready. Ready, exactly.
0: You're never gonna be, and that's one thing I know with her now. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I feel like we did the responsible thing by waiting to have her. Yeah, until but we definitely we did. weren't
1: ready to have her when we did.
0: Well, no, but I don't think we would have ever no, been ready. Like, what's ready? Oh, like, oh, we have $20,000 in our bank account, and we both have full time careers, and we would this, and we that, and you can make a list, but like, how realistic is that? Yeah.
1: Did well, you find your quote. Yeah, it's not from Kirvana, it's from Robert A. Heinlein. It's another science fiction author. Robert here. Robert Heinlein.
0: Heinlein? Heinlein. Heimlin?
1: H-E-I-N-L-E-I-N. He wrote Stranger in a Strange Land. Okay. That. What's the quote? He says, A human being should be able to change a diaper, plan an invasion, butcher a hog, con a ship, design a building, write a sonnet, balance accounts, build a wall, set a bone, comfort the dying, take orders, give orders, cooperate, act alone, solve equations, analyze a new problem, pitch manure, program a computer, cook a tasty meal, fight efficiently, die gallantly. Specialization is for insects.
0: I love that. <laughs> it's like we got a list to get to.
1: All right.